0: Four down and 20. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Third and 20 Dynasty Podcast. I'm JT, joined by Lunas and Frank. No Jake today. Um, but, you know, for those listeners who care, me and Lunas, as we're recording this, we're playing each other in the fantasy matchup in our home league. Um, we're recording this as the Eagles and uh, Washington football team play each other as well as the Rams Seahawks. So uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to be watching us live and die with these plays. Um, yeah. Also, you, you'll you know what the outcome is based on Lunas has Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, I have the Eagles defense. Oh, and Lunas also has Daryl Henderson. So you could probably tell how the matchup went by now. With And you're mean if you're watching me all happy and excited and then I lose. You're you're going to be mean to do that. Uh, all right, JT. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, season 2, Episode 20. We'll just get right into the news and notes. I mean, the biggest news and note of the week, I guess, is Urban Meyer getting <laughs> fired, but, like, who didn't see that coming? News dropped that Josh Lambo was getting got kicked by Urban Meyer because he missed kicks, and Urban Meyer was like, "Hey, stop missing kicks!" <laughs> Basically kicked,
1: and then he was <laughs> like, "I'll kick you all. I'll kick you all." That was the weirdest yeah. storyline ever. <laughs> see, the
2: thing is, you know, it was an absolute shit show. Just because, like, anyone could have said anything about Urban Meyer, one of his former players, and you're just gonna believe it based off of whatever. You could have just been like, "Yeah, Urban Meyer." freaking dude just punched santa claus in the face the other day (laughs) and everyone would be like fuck you urban meyer without question like everyone, that's how crazy it got
0: not not a single player came to like his defense uh oh you you have to can him it's just yeah
2: because Um, you you have the people that are like oh well the media tirade against urban meyer was unfair or whatever like whether it's fair or not your job as a head coach is, like, part of the job is to manage the media and the fan base and everything. Mm-hmm. And he completely botched that 1,000%. Yeah. So, like, whether you thought it was unfair or not, hey, life's not fair. That's part of your job, and you fucked it up. the Probably the most of all time of any coach.
0: We we on the podcast, yeah. when we were talking about the new coaches, were relatively low on him, like, pretty low. Uh, but even I, – I, like – Personally, I I knew it was going to be bad. Like, I felt deep down it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Really. I
1: thought he'd make it to the end of the second season.
0: I don't think he was going to make it that far, but I, I just didn't think by week, like, four, people were already going to call for him to be fired.
2: Um, I, I kind of liked Urban Meyer, at, you know, as the off season went on. um, Not that I thought the Jags were going to be, like, a great team. I thought they'd obviously be better, and I think they had some really unfortunate offensive injuries that, I mean, dude, their best receiver right now is Laquan fucking Treadwell. Like, that is a disaster in and of itself. Um, but it's just... You'd think that just because he... he Everywhere he went before, he was able to build an organization. You know, whether... I don't give a crap about what he got away with and, and, and whatnot. That's a different discussion. But he was just able to build a good football team. And obviously, he was unable to do that and... Uh, it's going to be interesting because it's not like the Jags are a bad landing spot for a head coach still. I mean, no. there's a reason why Urban Meyer went out of retirement to go there and he wasn't going anywhere else. Because, dude, they have the Golden Boy still. They, they're going to have – right now I'm pretty sure they have the number one overall pick. So I was going to say, I
1: don't, know, I don't know if there's going to be a better opening – this offseason, if we're trying to predict who might get – then Jackson. Like, how many situations can you go into well, what where... about
2: the Giants, where you have two projected <laughs> top 10 picks if, right now? If,
1: if you think you can pull in one of those, like, big QBs, then it's the Giants. But, I mean, Jacksonville, you get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you don't really have too many bad contracts uh, capping you for the future. Yeah, you have the number the one with overall The Giants pick.
2: right there is that your cap situation is kind of a mess.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and you're also – both organizations i feel like are fundamentally flawed organizations like neither is doing anything right in most people's eyes but at least with the jaguars you are going to get like there's not going to be as much heat as the new york media first off and second off like you do have while he hasn't looked great this season you have what was supposed to be the best prospect since andrew luck coming out to build it around
2: yeah so. but it didn't look great What is he supposed to do? I'm sorry, your best receiver is LaConn Treadwell right now. You know, I I, listen, I thought that Daryl Bevel was going to be a little bit better than he – I mean, I listen, once again, there's so much dysfunction. Maybe Urban Meyer was just – because, like, you know, there's the Carlos Hyde-Ohio State connection there, which was keeping James Robinson off the field, and it felt like, you know, he was the only one being held accountable when he fumbled – and stupid stuff like that, like maybe there was so much of that going on from Urban Meyer that we'll see the Jags improve. I, this is just a talent issue. I, I'm sorry. You, you can't tell me. Yeah, I thought that Trevor Lawrence was a little bit underdeveloped in terms of, is he going to come into the league and light it up? No. But the guy is still can make throws that no one else can make. The guy is still, he, has, he still has all the tools. It's not like they just disintegrated. So. From a dynasty perspective, if people are still treating Trevor Lawrence like he's this bust, and if you can get him at, like, the, you know, and outside of the top 10 quarterback price, I am smash buying. At, like, 1,000%.
0: Would you trade with a second on top? I you have to give a second on top of any of these guys. Would you trade Trey
3: Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, second on top for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, hmm. um, all three of them. I do Wilson. Uh,
1: for Dynasty, the rushing upside of Lance and Fields, I like a lot, even though I think Lawrence is going to be the best NFL QB and the better passer. Like just having rushing upside helps you, and Fields has looked really good running the ball, uh, recently. Those two, I'm kind of iffy on, but Wilson, I would.
2: Well, i would definitely trade fields in a second for lawrence um wilson i i think i would just dude i, I watched some of the all 22 of that jets dolphins game and holy shit like i i liked mike lafleur coming into the year but that jets team is a fucking dumpster fire and i mean you know they have a ton of injuries which doesn't help but yeah. Wilson, yeah. I would still have to think about Lance. I'm not sure I would because of what Lunas is saying, the rushing upside. I think that Lance's rushing upside is better than Fields because
1: it is better than Fields.
2: Well, yeah. not, not that, that Lance is a better runner. I think that the, the the problem is that unless you are Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson-esque level runner, and they have developed mightily as passers, they become very good passers of the football. You have to be a passer for this rushing upside to matter. You know, especially long term. And I just felt like I Justin Fields is the same passer that he was in college, for better or for worse. And I think that Lance just has much more upside as a passer.
1: Um, all
2: right,
1: well, Lance thanks. is my favorite out of them. I will say that. So I agree with you in that aspect, Frank. So
0: let's move on, though, to, to um injuries and stuff. And as we're moving on, we just got a notification popping up saying Antonio Gibson is in medical tent. So I don't know. I'm on stream, so I don't even know what happened yet and why he's in the.
1: End, I but. didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, so that's
0: not great. Um, but speaking of injuries, we have, um, I guess we'll start with Chris Godwin. I probably the biggest injury out for the season, ACL injury. Not great. Um, terrible time for Godwin and tears ACL because now it could be messing with his, uh, next season, and he's also a free agent.
1: So who is going? I to think pay the, free up the, agency money for the free agency thing is the biggest thing. I think he'll be back next season, but just not at the very start. Um, I could see him missing maybe like the first month of the season and coming back around week five or something. I think where it becomes interesting now is is, is he still going to sign that long term extension somewhere, or maybe he kind of goes like the Juju route where he just resigns in Tampa for one year and then tries to get that big extension the following summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it will be tough to to sign someone that is coming off a torn ACL. Although we see like players recover from not like a, I think
1: he'll come back fine. Yeah, yeah. It does affect his free
0: agency, but it is annoying having to sign an injured player. Uh, My
2: perspective on it is that if if Brady is in Tampa Bay, Godwin is going to stick there, whether it's a franchise tag or a one year deal or something. Like, because a Brady's going to want him to stay. And B, Godwin, if I'm Godwin, I want to stay in Tampa Bay and chase more rings with with Brady. So if Brady leaves, Godwin, I'm going for the bag if I'm Godwin. If if he's still there, then all of a sudden.
1: I think I agree. I I agree with you on this one. If I had to predict right now, I'm going to say now, I think he signs a one-year deal with Tampa.
2: Matt Stafford just threw a pick.
0: He did just throw a pick. All right, these games are crazy. Mm I know. All right. Moving on, um, Fournette is also going on IR, and Mike Williams is also has a hamstring injury. It sounds like Fournette's probably the the most severe of the between him and Evans. Um, he'll be out for the rest of the fantasy season, which is annoying. Uh, but I don't know. The, the, that hurts. Uh, yeah. That hurts
2: you a lot because Fournette has been such a beast for a lot of teams. I think he was RB three on the year. The question is, um, is Ronald Jones? gonna be reliable for you to start as an RB2 or even a flex play Uh, in a deeper league I think you have to but they just signed on today so that's interesting they still have I mean Keyshawn Vaughn got like a couple of plays and he fucked it up as per usual so I doubt (laughs) we see him um Um, what happened to that uh that Bengals guy um what's his name Gio
1: Bernard Gio is he still
2: around whatever happened to him hurt I thought he was hurt too but yeah, I, I know he's on the roster. I just didn't see him. So I
1: think he's hurt. Um, and that's Bruce Arians said that, that Ronald action.
2: Jones is going to be the guy. But I mean, they, obviously they're concerned about their running back position with the signing of Le'Veon Bell. I'm just asking you guys, like, if you had I, him, is he? Or are you trusting him?
1: I'm. I, I would feel. I would feel good about Jones in my flex. Um, I think the G-Ober signing Bernard's of Bell. Yeah, I think I'm the sure. sign of Bell was kind of more of an indictment against Keyshawn Vaughn. Because obviously, like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I think he just wanted a little backup that could catch a pass in the flat. Um, and Ronald Jones isn't the type of back who, like, you're going to leave in for every play of the game. So I yeah, think- for
2: those who might not have watched the game, poor Keyshawn Vaughn finally got his opportunity. And there was a a big Brady third just and just looked one, so
1: annoyed with him.
2: And he dropped the ball when he had a first down
3: in the bag. And it's just... For Brady it stinks. Just casing, like the depths there. Yeah, it yeah. stinks. All right. Um.
0: So yeah. Well, with that sticking on the Bucks, it's basically just the Bucks' new section of the week. We have A. B. Finally coming back from his suspension and injured ankle. It's been like, ten weeks since we know basically. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether you agree or disagree with how the Bucks are handling it. Talent wins out, and especially when you know you Mike Evans and Chris right Godwin are both hurt, we're going to see A. B. Uh, I think he has the potential to really pop off these next two weeks solely because of like circumstances around him.
1: Um, he's going to be he's going to be a league winner yeah. in a lot of leagues.
0: Well, if or- you got that far with him out, like,
2: yes, but I don't know if people would get that far with that, with him out. Yes,
1: right. Yeah,
0: I think
2: that AB is definitely a locked and loaded wide receiver one, but I think the guy that we're not talking about enough that could be a nice little pickup if you're desperate, maybe more towards redraft or really shallow bench leagues would be Tyler Johnson. Um, I think that Tyler yeah. Johnson's a guy that was just kind of stuck behind some good some good players. He he's made plays previously. And I think that this season has kind of earned the trust compared to guys like the Scotty Millers and Jalen Dardens on that roster. Yeah, and especially Miller's kind of just gotten buried.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Please. And especially I was gonna say Tyler Johnson's gonna fill in for a lot of those uh Godwin reps from the slot. Um that's where he plays also. So I I, I like the Tyler Johnson mention.
3: Yes, yeah, so it's
2: just, it's going to be interesting. And uh, sorry, JT, I'm kind of stealing your job here. But uh, next segment, COVID, once again going <laughs> crazy. It seems like Kansas City has the COVID bug. Yeah. Um, is there any anything else going on with COVID? Um, uh, Cole well, Beasley the, got the, it, the, and I know that he's not vaccinated, so he's basically done for the fantasy season.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing. The thing with that is. Different now with COVID is I don't know if you saw it's going to be easier for players to uh, to return quicker Um, because now it's pretty much like before you were getting tested regardless of like you're vaccinated but now if like you're asymptomatic uh, you won't be out as long uh, or you can avoid it in the first place so I don't think it's as much of a lock that someone's out for like the ten days whatever span but um, yeah no it's been it's been the same thing in the NBA and the NHL it's just running through all these leagues.
3: So hopefully you have good depth. Am I crazy or do the Browns play on Christmas? pretty yeah, sure that's...
1: the Browns play on Christmas. Yeah, the
0: Browns. So like, is there a chance that, I mean, by time people are listening to this, maybe they know. But like, is there a chance that like Baker is still on COVID, uh, the COVID list by time Christmas? Because Christmas he probably is won't a be. Days.
1: He probably won't be unless he's dealing with symptoms. Is he not vaccinated? That's the thing I was gonna say. I'm, I'm think he's vaccinated, so I'd assume he's back.
2: It's just crazy that this is like yeah. actually we'll impacting see, fantasy. I know. Yeah, it's and him. it's
1: like, and we don't know everyone's uh, status for a lot of players, so it's like it's hard to predict.
2: Yeah, I have no. I, I think that for me, Same, at least how no I'm idea. treating it is that it's just come the day of the game. You know, like, is he gonna play or not? If he's playing, then he's in the lineup. If not, then he's not. Um. I don't know. I, if I see the COVID next to the name on sleeper, I'm treating them like they're not playing until I get the confirmation message that they are. So yeah. I guess that if I were to give anybody, that's how I'd treat it if I were you. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Um, all right, moving on, though. COVID's annoying. Oh, uh, the last thing death. I want to stay on yeah. it um, and to yep. kind of be careful of these situations. Miles Gaskin dealt with it, um, Henderson's dealing with it. P- players who are me the starter. But haven't practiced all week, then get activated right before the game. They will, <clears throat> they will get touches, but it's like usually has never been the same workload. So keep that in mind, uh, owners. Mm. It's like someone just got activated, so like they're playing in the game. But if they haven't practiced all week, like you've got to be wary of that. They're they're gonna yeah, be yeah on, that's like, actually really count.
2: big. If you have like a lineup decisions that that you're looking to make, you know, where say you're choosing between Darnell Mooney and Russell Gage. I don't know, random example like that could definitely be a deal-breaker if someone's not getting a full workload.
0: Um, yeah. As Jalen Hurts throws some miles Sanders, not great for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, though, speaking of players that... So this is what I was trying to warn in the, the Stardom Sim that we post on 3rd and 20, Chris Fabiano, uh, with what Lewis was saying, because I thought, as of when I was writing it, I thought Lamar was going to be healthy. Oh, Not healthy, but like healthy enough to play. I thought it was going to be a bait for, like, he wasn't going to be able to run around as much on his hurt angle. Um, you know, the, the Packers' defense is already good as is. So, like, I was talking about considering sitting him. Um, but obviously, he didn't play. and Instead, he got filled in replaced by Tyler Huntley, who had a very solid game against the Packers. He helped the, um you know, he, he had his team with the the Ravens with a chance to win on a two-point conversion that ultimately failed because it was kind of obvious that he was going to be thrown to Mark Andrews. But yeah. he had his team in a position to win. Uh, and he had a really solid game against a, a what I mentioned previously, a difficult Packers pass defense. Yeah, Four so, touchdowns, yeah. So, yeah. So he's someone that we're talking about, uh, you know, could have given himself a chance to, you know, get an opportunity to play, which to me, like especially with the rushing upside that he has, like he's someone that must be rostered going into the top season. Like
1: a thousand percent.
0: If you you were one of those people uh, for a lot of leagues, I think people already kind of picked him up uh, just because, you know, they saw Lamar was going to be out and maybe they needed a quarterback. But if he's on waivers right now and you're waiting for waivers to to clear, like you just got to spend all your fab on him. He's got the highest reward of any players left on your your waiver wire like most certainly so he's someone that i just dropped the rest of my fab on if I had any
2: I mean it's really interesting to see because I mean first off you have to give hats off to Greg Roman for the game Mm -hmm. plan that he put together and the system that he's developed that um you know he Huntley, you know he had some he had some open guys he had some easy throws but at the same time you're right he did play really really well and it's getting into the point where what draft pick would you give up as a flyer potentially, especially like, let's say you still have, um I mean, if you don't have a trade deadline or right when the season ends, if you're looking to take a shot in a quarterback, like, you know, for example, our rebuild league, while he doesn't have a starting job, there's an opportunity to buy him. Oh, it looks like we lost JT. Hold on. I'll get JT back. Um,
3: I'm, I'm curious here, I'm here. as if
2: you had Huntley... What would you what would you be looking to sell him for slash what would you have to pay to buy him?
1: Um, That's a good question. Um if I had him I think I'd want like a early third. I don't know if I'm selling for less than an early third. I'd want uh, like one of the top three or four picks of the third round. I'd I like more late. Go ahead, Lance. Well, no, no. I'm not even saying what I'd give. I'm saying, like, if you if you had him, what would it take for you to give him away? So if someone came to you with, like, 309, you would accept it? I I think so. Because just, like, the issue is, like,
0: if he gets – this is a big if If he gets the chance at playing, like, he could, you know, be a very – like, he could be a top 12 dynasty quarterback because of his rush, rushing upside. Like, he, he could – That is in his realm of possibilities, but that is a huge if, especially when there are quality backups like Gardner Minshew and Mitch Trubisky, who also will be looking for their chance to start. You have Jimmy G, like, even though Jimmy G has been playing really solid for the 49ers, like the the 49ers just spent so much to get Trey Lance that they're going to have to play Trey Lance next year, whether or not Jimmy G is better. So they'll just try and recoup the value that they can for Jimmy. And he'll probably be somewhere else. And then, not to mention, you do have, while I don't love this quarterback class, like you're probably going to have three or four, maybe five first round quarterbacks. I doubt there will be five, but I've seen some. Definitely that three or five. Four. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks coming into the league. And I don't really know how many are leaving the league next year, other than, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is rumored. The thing I will say out. with
1: some of those rookie quarterback situations, I'm sure for most of them, I'd say, maybe all except for whoever gets drafted first, there'll probably be a bridge QB that plays a lot of the <clears> season. <throat> and that's, that's kind of what I identify Hundley. I, obviously, I don't think Hunley's going to be some team's franchise quarterback. I think the hope is is that either he starts somewhere for kind of almost like a Teddy Bridgewater or um, what Andy Dalton did.
2: The, the, the thing that I find interesting is, like, listen, I agree. I think it was JT that was kind of giving off the vibe that I don't want to give up an early third for Huntley. Like, fuck that. I'd rather just draft the receiver or running back that's on the board around there, especially in this class, where I think we have some good depth at running back compared to the previous couple of classes. Um, and on top, this is a great receiver class. I think that early third is yeah. definitely, if you're looking for safety and and the hit rate, right? If you're just looking to get a good, take take the pick, right? But the fact of the matter is, is that, And I can't stop thinking about this. The best times it seems like in recent memory to buy rushing upside at the quarterback position is when it is, for whatever reason, underpriced. And you can go through... Either they're underpriced or they're the number one pick. Those are the times it has panned out, it seems like. Okay, Kyler Murray and Cam Newton, congrats. They they panned out. They were the number one fucking pick. You know, you, you paid up for that rushing upside. But Lamar Jackson... 32nd pick in the draft coming out of the NFL, right? There was clear concerns about whether or not he could be a passer, whether it was valid or not it was priced in. Jalen Hurts, second-round pick, behind Carson Wentz for a ton of the season, right? There was so many reasons why you could say, "Uh, dude, I don't want to buy Jalen Hurts long-term or buy him for the price he's at in Dynasty. High-end QB won this season, right? And there's other similar examples where it's like, dude, The best time to get in is when you have all of these concerns. And fuck, dude, I kind of want to shit. I don't have any Huntley, and I kind of want him because I like what I saw. I like the data analytics around him. I I think he's kind of underpriced even at that third-round pick. If I were to try and get him, I'd try to do some sort of player swap, probably for a receiver where I can recoup that receiver pretty easily given the price range that are around. But, dude, I kind of want Huntley right now. I think I'm willing to, to overpay at the current market to get him.
0: Well, we have Joe Herber in chat saying that he wouldn't give up Huntley unless he's getting a first back.
2: A first? Which, yeah, I'm not giving up a first for him. That's a little crazy. Yeah.
0: But. I mean, I don't love this draft class either in terms of, of the quarterbacks unless he's saying that Tyler Huntley is as talented. What well, his quote was, I've had Huntley on my roster since late last season. He's as talented as QB in this draft class. I want a first-round pick to take him away. Well, to me, this draft class, first off, is not that talented, other than Matt Corral, who I think is, like, good, not great. And maybe Sam Howell. I still kind of like Sam Howell. I still think both those guys are certainly better than Huntley, one, and two, like, a first-round pick for Huntley? Like, like, when we're talking Jalen Hurts, what's Jalen Hurts worth to you guys? Like, there was a point in time, even just a couple weeks
2: ago, where Jalen Hurts was, like, uh, a late first. Well, he needs uh, to be the starting quarterback to ever be in the realm of first-round pick. As long as he's not yeah. a starter, he's not a first-round yeah. pick.
0: There's just, there's just no way I'm giving up a, a first-round pick for Tyler Huntley. Like, he would have to be, even if he's named starting quarterback, even then, I'm probably not giving up a first round pick. Like, it's just like he's an undrafted quarterback who played good. Like, he had a good game and he showed his rushing upside and he showed what he's capable of. But now I think we're getting a little too crazy with what we're evaluating.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the market for me has always been for these really questionable, high upside quarterbacks that late second, early third round pick. You know, we traded Taysom Hill in a league for 212 when there was. You know, he was in the battle with James Winston to be the starter, and he got that random-ass, wacky contract extension. Jalen Hurts in rookie drafts, and in, in flex rookie drafts was generally going 208, 207 to early third-round pick, right? And the guy's second-round pick, and once again, he wasn't looked at to being the starter. So as of right now, you can't give up more than a late second. Uh, I, I think that at that point, it's just a little bit foolish given the current market, right? There's no reason that you should have to pay more than late second. And I think if you have Huntley and you can get a late second and you don't need that upside at the quarterback position, why wouldn't you sell him?
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. But with that, I think we should just move on to our main segment of the day. Um, and that is the wide receiver draft. We're going to do a little spin on it rather than, you know, Luna saying his rankings, Frank saying his rankings, me saying my rankings. We figure, you know what? We like doing drafts. Why don't we just live draft the receivers and where we'd rank them? Um, and then, you know, kind of make it, I guess it wouldn't be exactly our consensus, how, how it might fall. But generally what third and 20 thinks the wide receiver should be. Um. So with that, I think we should just kick it off. We're going to do a live draft. We haven't drafted before. We haven't talked about this. We don't know who wants to who's higher on who well we know player.
2: who's going to be the first pick
0: nonetheless <laughs> yeah well all right who who is of us three though who's going to be the first pick i'll be the first pick all right We're we'll take taking the easy way out yeah let just take the cop out <laughs> no, this, no you just
1: asked one of you want to yeah, go go go,
0: go ahead nah i'm busting your chops here <laughs> go ahead
1: Lewis. um should i just like write it in what should i yeah uh, uh, do you have the sheet on
0: are you are you in the google sheet
1: uh All right. you could say it out loud for now and Oh wait, email. no, I see. I'm pulling up okay. Justin Jefferson. Yeah,
0: okay. So, I mean, surprise. Easy enough. Justin Jefferson. He's please, currently please. his
2: keep trade cut value, he's at 9500. Jamar Chase is at 8100. Oh. Wow. And that's on the ranking, right? So like that's not even taking yeah. into account the value adjustment they have, which is probably according to keep trade cut around a late first if I had to guess maybe like an early second so like, yeah unanimous right now wide receiver one justin jefferson
0: that yeah i didn't know it was
2: that unanimous but
0: i i can't really disagree that he shouldn't be wide receiver one um all right moving on i think clear cut who i i want i'll, <laughs> I'll go to I, I think it's clear cut who i'm going with and that will be jamar chase
2: uh, yeah once you know no question here on keep trade cut either he's A thousand value above CD Lamb, who is wide receiver three consensus. Wow. Again,
0: that's, I can't really disagree with it though. I think they're just the clear cut one and two, LSU wide receiver U. All right, Frank, you're up.
2: Yeah, so here's where the decisions need to be made. And, you know, I I like CD Lamb. I'm not the biggest CD Lamb guy in the world. I'm actually not exactly sure who I want to pick here. because if you were to ask me who I would take coming into the season at this spot, I would pretty easily say DK Metcalf. Um but given the you know, per, poor performance this year compared to what you would expected, yeah, if you picked him as high as I liked, and that didn't exactly pay dividends. Um I mean, obviously, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup are like the vets, right? That you know they're okay. They're twenty-eight, yeah. twenty, twenty-seven years old, but you know that they're going to produce. It's just a question of like, okay, can they hang on?
3: Um, and you kind of almost question like, can they go higher? <sighs> um. Oh, this is this is an annoying pick. tough one for you huh i don't i don't I really don't know what to take like well, would you take I, cd lamb here i would take cd lamb
1: we're i don't gonna, think i
2: would take cd lamb. the th- thing is i don't like aj brown that much
1: like I'd at be least between, at, well, I I'd, a I'd,
2: three right i'd be between
1: are, cd lamb and Hill at this spot are, are we snake in this draft um i don't know
3: well because that you might have the next two picks if we're doing a snake so, so. if you're between two people Yeah, I'm. I'm just having a tough time with this pick. This is not a fun pick to
0: have. Frank, Frank's already against. I I'm think. Just, yeah, I feel like a
2: lot of these guys are pretty <laughs> overrated at this price. I don't I think,
1: disagree. Yeah, I. Th- I
3: think at this spot, okay. I'm probably going to see the Tyreek or CD. Interesting. I'd right, ponder deeper. Put the clock on you.
0: Oh I don't know i, do. I like all right, i'm gonna
3: I go know. i'm gonna go um
2: i'll go c d lamb I'll go with consensus at three. I don't love it but i I'm just not sure I can make an argument in my head for anyone else necessarily hmm and then at four at four I, th- I kind of want to go devonte Adams here I don't hate that all at right. all. It's either Devontae or DK Metcalf. I'll go Devontae Adams. Okay.
3: This cool. the thing is, is that like,
2: dude, Devontae Adams is just such a fucking stud. The guy's insane. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I, I think, I think current right now, he's the best wide receiver in football.
2: Yeah.
0: Devontae, yeah, definitely. Um, could just take over games. So you kind of made this pretty easy for me, though, Frank, because uh, for me, I think it's just DK clear as day as my wide receiver. Um, I'll put him as wide receiver five. I might even have him so higher than that in my first. Do, personal do
1: I have so do I have two straight picks now? Yeah. Okay, that's easy for me. Uh give me Tyreek. Hill.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going a little fast here. Because I, I, I really like DK Metcalf as well. And I was definitely considering him picking him at three or four. But for you, JT, are are the production concerns this year not factoring in at all for you? Not really.
1: I like I like DK, yeah. but there were two more receivers I would have taken ahead of DK. Well, it looks like Tyree Kills is one, which yeah. I get, but we
0: have so many – you have so many more years with DK. No, no, it's a very fair point. Ty- DK is, like, yeah. what, five years younger? Yeah. So part of it's age, and then part of it is I, I think – obviously there's going to be a production dip when we're switching from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith for a month. And – the Seahawks offense as a like a whole, like I just don't like Pete Carroll as like a, a head coach and his whole philosophy of oh, if we run the ball this amount of times, we're gonna win. I, I think like TK is while he has Russell Wilson as his quarterback, I think he's in a worse situation than many would give him credit for just cause because of that. Um not to mention, you know, he's in one of the hardest divisions, if not the hardest division to play in. Uh to me, production, yeah, it wasn't great this year, but he still had his games where he popped off. I think he still could pop off uh, you know, rest of the season. We're watching him right now against yeah, I don't know. I think he has one catch currently, but I, I don't know. For me, I think you're just going to get a long periods of wide receiver one production from DK Metcalf, and while that necessarily didn't pan out this year, I, I think he will be up there.
2: Yeah, I will give you that. Like, it's funny because the the Seahawks fans have complained every year about their offensive coordinator and their play design and this, that, and the yeah. other. And I think that this is the year that I have really said to myself when watching the Seahawks games, I hate this offense. I really don't like what Shane Waldron <laughs> has done. I think it's bland. I think it's basic. Um, and clearly the one that help, it helps the most is Tyler Lockett um, yeah. because he's the only one that they use a – at least and, team, uh, and, like, then even, and then
1: even some, of, even some of his production isn't even too really to the scheme. It's just him and Russell Wilson's chemistry is so high and they have these improvised like deep plays when he scrambles and yeah. Lockett knows exactly where to go. Um, no, I'm with you. I, 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 I don't hate the DK Metcalf pick at all. I mean, how old is he now? He's like, what, 24? And he's had that production under him already? You can't really go wrong with him at any point in the top eight.
2: Yeah, I just think that after Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, if I were in a draft and I had to start picking receivers or I wanted to pick a receiver, I think that the the clear motivate like the motive I would go for is yeah. to trade down. Um I I really don't have a big gap between CD Lamb, DK Metcalf, and honestly, I don't really think that the gap between CD Lamb and someone like Terry McLaurin or T Higgins i mean t higgins it's it's just a little wacky but i really don't think the talent level between those two players is all that different um i think and, i'd rather
0: have dk than cd lamb if we're being honest
2: i would that rather have them take, but yeah. like think about the value that you can pick up moving down from cd lamb to t higgins in a, in a lot of leagues yeah well yeah we've advocated for stuff like
1: that before too um and I know I know outside factors you don't want to do too much in, but the big part with CD is him being paired with Dak. Um, and you know they're both going to be there for a while.
2: Yeah, but when I when I'm picking when I'm picking the the top receivers in, in the league, I don't I don't I'm not thinking about the quarterback.
1: I mean, no, I'm not saying that's the main thing or anything, but it does play somewhat of a part for me. I think that that's, that's
2: more along the lines of redrafting. I think that good receivers are good receivers, and you're gonna, if, if you're a good player, you're going to produce. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe if you have a quarterback that is legitimately blind throwing you the football, then I start to get concerned. <laughs> but, dude, I, I just I don't care all that much. I think that the overall dysfunction of a team is way more impactful than the quarterback. And DK Metcalf is a great example. Dysfunctional team, dysfunctional coaching, way worse than a quarterback that's not elite.
3: That's true.
2: I mean, did um, we saw Teddy Nestor. Bridgewater support three top
1: receivers two years ago? That's a good point. It's a very good point. Well, oh, we
0: forgot I meant, yeah, Teddy also had a tough injury, but it's looking like. All right. Um, Lunas, you are now up with your next two picks.
1: I'll put them both in really quick so got a little bit of a spoil earlier i had tyree kill and then my next one is debo samuel um that's how much i like debo he's been like my favorite receiver to watch this year in football i just think he's so exciting like the way he makes plays once he gets the ball in his hands he's been he leads the 49ers in rushing touchdowns i think he has like seven on the year um he's been awesome as a receiver Like, and he's still so young. Like, I know last year he had injury issues, but this year not seeing him fully healthy. Um, And an offense that I think still has, like, a lot of room to grow. Uh, I I value him that highly because they're just getting him the ball in his hands and doing, like, everything with him. The backfield, short catches, deep passes. um, And uh, assuming he can stay healthy, um, I think Debo is one of the most talented guys in the league.
3: Uh, I mean, fair. I, I also really
0: like Debo. It's just, I mean, I have a guy right here that I think I'll take that I value above Debo, and that's AJ Brown, um, where we've seen what Debo's done. it's It is weird that typically I don't like the gimmicky kind of players, like, you know, his A-dot is, like, negative. He's basically a running back uh quarter Cordero Patterson, what Cordero Patterson is doing right now. But I think that is the perfect role for D uh Debo and what he can do. I think he's very solid. I, I am interested to see what's going to happen next year with Trey Lance if they switch up what his role is. Um Now, why I like A.J. Brown better is, obviously, A.J. Brown's had a disappointing season this year, similar to what we were just talking about with D.K. Metcalf, although I'd say to a further extent, just because, um, you know, AJ Brown's been on IR, like he didn't really do a whole lot. Even when he was off IR, he had like some good games, but was followed by a stretch of pretty tough games uh, where he was just basically invisible. I think most of that stems from what the Titans offense is and how they're just so run happy. Even without Derrick Henry, they're still such a run first kind of offense that, you know, it, it's not going to go in his favor. The game script just isn't going to favor A.J. Brown uh, in this current Titans setup. But where I think that will change is eventually they're going to recognize that they're going to have to pass the ball. Like, they they can't just be a run-first team with Derrick Henry aging out. Um, You know, they got to go to their talent, which is A.J. Brown. And... You know, maybe that means AJ Brown moves on. Maybe he has a change of situation. But I always go town over situation, like Frank was saying earlier, to bad quarterback. Even though I don't think a bad quarterback, it's just the situation itself is not great for AJ Brown. But the dude is a yak monster. He showed us what he could do in his first year. He showed us what he could do in his second year. I don't necessarily think he'll ever give us like top five seasons. But I think you could get a, a solid stretch of you know. Mid
1: top 12 level
0: wide receiver one, yeah, levels you know, e eight wide receiver, eight wide receiver, seven wide receiver, nine like seasons like that, yeah, in a row, where, where as long as he could stay healthy, now his knees are kind of a concern. Um, but at some point, he just got over. I mean, Debo's foot was a concern up until I was gonna
1: say, year. I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Brown that next year kind of did what Debo did, um, this year, where like people yeah. get lower on him because of his injuries, then once he's fully healthy again, he just goes off. And he was the other person I was considering when making the Debo pick. And so I pretty much agree on every word you said. He's insanely talented. And if you're telling me he's going to be fully healthy, I'm going to have him higher. The only reason I had him a little bit lower is because of the injuries this year. Yeah.
0: Matt Stafford also just, I mean, I don't know where Frank has this guy, but Matt yeah, Stafford. Yeah, well, is. speaking of which, <laughs> okay. it's my pick, right? <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, Cooper Cup, dude. I love Cooper yeah, Cup. Matt
0: Stafford just launched one to the Cooper Cup uh, um, on completion.
2: Yeah, Cooper Cup a couple of years ago was like one of my favorite picks in drafts. So that is somewhat panned out to a certain extent. Um, yeah, I like Cooper Cup. I think he's a smart player. Uh his value is obviously super high considering like he's close to breaking the fantasy points record of points from a receiver, but the guy's just a phenomenal player, especially at like this wide receiver nine price. That's that's great. Um, it's just He's in that mix and paradox range where people want that top-end receiver in the league price where you really don't want to pay, you know, top-three receiver price for him.
0: Exactly.
3: It's tough, too. Um, I'm up again. Yep. Um, This is
0: the tough zone here.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm kind of thinking between, like, two players mainly um those two being stefan diggs and terry mclaurin
0: oh okay i was not considering either of them
1: here. same
2: Uh, obviously there are some other players that like jalen waddle i think is definitely like a lot of the younger younger receivers right so like if you like jalen
0: should i say the
1: two i was kind of looking at sure um I, i like deontay johnson and godwin
2: I was not considering those two. I, all right. So we're in <laughs> just crazy
1: zone for wide. Yeah,
2: there's <laughs> definitely gonna be people that like DJ more. Um yeah. that wanna take him here. Um I mean, I, I think that I, I wouldn't fault anyone and Devontae Smith I think is so, yeah. I think it's a little rich for Devontae Smith here at ten though. Um yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, obviously Sad. JT you don't like him. Um yeah, and Deontay as well. I like Deontay a lot, but I think when push comes to shove,
1: I don't blame me with McLaurin because the, the day the day McLaurin gets just a solid quarterback.
2: Yeah, the thing I like about I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin, um, uh, dude, I I just really like Terry McLaurin. I don't think he's necessarily a perfect receiver, but he's really great all around, and we've seen him in the past torch some really good corners. just When asked to play one-on-one.
1: Just tonight. He was one-on-one with Darius Slay. He beat him for like a 40-yard gain. And Darius Slay's been one of the best cover corners in football this year.
2: Yeah, and we're talking about dysfunctional offenses and how that can impact you as a receiver. I mean, the Washington football team, for two years in a row now, it's took them half the season to figure out how to get any sort of consistent offensive production. And even now, it's still somewhat shaky. And it's mainly been on the back of Antonio Gibson being healthy and some sort of established running attack um I guess Taylor Heineke's played a little bit better as well yeah I just think that Terry McLaurin from a talent perspective is you watch you watch him go up against these good corners and and the dude just dices people up
0: yeah so Frank did kind of hint that I was between two totally different people I think I'm up here yeah because it'll go me and twice again um Well, you kind of just described how I feel about D.J. Moore when we're talking about dysfunctional offenses and everything. And you want to talk about dysfunction, obviously Washington, but then you got to look at what D.J. Moore has had in Carolina. I had like seven quarterbacks. He had Cam Newton, then he had P.J. Walker, and then Penny Bridgewater, and then P.J. Walker again, and then Sam Darnold, and then P.J. Walker again. And then now he's got Cam Newton again. Like, just – none of those three well, Lewis would tell you otherwise about PJ Walker, but none of those quarterbacks are like Watch very. Watch your
1: mouth. Yeah.
0: They are, are great quarterbacks for, uh, I mean, we saw Teddy Bridgewater sustain the, the three, like hit, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. But when push comes to shove, none of these three are. Uh,
1: Not great. And then the, before, the, yeah, the like, and it's uh, kind of as. uh well, we know Teddy Bridgewater to be, he's still, his play is still significantly better than what DJ Moore's gotten this year.
0: Yeah, it's just, there. there's not been much for DJ Moore to have, and he's still doing, like, he's had multiple 1,000-yard seasons. I think he's either on pace or already broke it this year, a 1,000 yards. Um, You're just waiting for, A, touchdowns to go up, which, I mean, may never happen. He may never have, like, a, a solid positive touchdown regression. But, B, him just, Get some kind of competent quarterback, which you have to assume is coming at some point. I, hopefully, whether it be in Carolina or, or if he moves on, because uh, I I know that he will be in a contract year next year, I believe. Right? Yeah. Um. So, I
1: uh,
3: I don't know. Uh, to me, DJ Moore can do it all. He's basically everything you said about Terry McLaurin.
0: Same thing. I the other person I was considering was T Higgins, which I don't think either of you.
1: Not yet. So he might soon. fall back
0: to me. So, so do I have see. two in a
1: row now?
2: Yeah, let me put DJ Moore in here.
1: Um, let me make sure.
2: See, this yeah. is the range of re- of where I'd want to be picking in drafts at the receiver position because I really don't think that. You know, a lot of these guys that we're talking about,
1: the talent drop off
2: between they're some all of the more so hyped close.
1: receivers, like they're they're all so close here. Like I'm looking at guys like Deontay, I'm looking at Higgins, I'm looking at Godwin, I'm looking at Waddle, I'm looking at Diggs. Um it's close. And especially with like DJ Moore and McCorn right in front. Like if this was like an actual draft, like trading back is a thousand percent the move. But um we're having to make picks at our spots. Uh, so the next two I'm going to go with 12, I'll go Deontay Johnson. Uh, I think he's so good this year. He's finally been able to stay really healthy. I know last year he dealt with some issues, but even last season in the games that he started and finished, he was like a lock for double digit points every single time he played, especially in half PPR and PPR leagues he's a machine, um, elite route runner. He cleaned up some of his drop issues this year. I know he's still here and there, but it wasn't as bad as it was last season. um, and I'm excited to see kind of, um, again, not to this big Ben, but it's like when they get quarterback who can kind of push the field more um, to see what more he can do uh, and, and just see looking forward. But, no, this year he's, what, on the year? wide receiver 11 or something? Um, he's been having an awesome year, and he's still super young. Uh, so I've always loved Deontay. Uh, and 13, I'll go Chris Godwin. I apologize for the train in the background. Um, so Chris Godwin uh, he's had two wide receiver one finishes out of the last three years still very young this is with the assumption he's coming back healthy uh, even if he misses like the first whatever weeks, two, three weeks Um, obviously if he doesn't come back the same Chris Godwin then it changes things but he's just someone who's been uh, consistent for the past three years when he's healthy and playing and um, not someone a guy like where I'm going to view is like huge injury issues. I know for this season, people who had him, he was pretty much a lock for 15, 16 every week, was leading them in catches, uh leading them in receiving yards. Uh, so, Chris Gowan, especially, also still at his young age, I'll have him here. But he also falls into that tier. Like, if you want to tell me you'd rather have like Waddle or something, I'm not going to disagree with you because, like, all those guys are in such a similar tier for me.
3: It's so close between each of these receivers. All right. Um, yeah, I can't really disagree. Well,
2: I just, I uh, mean, the one thing I will say is that I think that Deontay, I, I, he, clearly he's improved the drop issues. I think that was kind of always an overstated issue because for the most part, outside of a handful of players, drops aren't really sticky from year to year. But I think the, the massive yeah. thing is that um, as like a contested catcher going vertically, like, you know, on a goal line fade, He's made massive improvements, and then as a route runner, like he's always been a great route runner, but it's not as he's able to to really get the feel for like the NFL timing of routes and how to really set guys up and whatnot. Um, I I just don't agree with like when when we lose Big Ben. I think the Big Ben and Deontay Johnson chemistry is great. Like no, their yeah, the arm strength isn't isn't there, and maybe if someone like Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh, it, it would kind of get up on the same note, but I think that the chemistry between Deontay and Big Ben, like losing that might hurt Deontay's production rather than help it. You look at Big Ben he produces with,
3: he always has top
2: receivers, generally speaking, outside of last year, um, or I guess in 2020 when Mason Rudolph was mainly playing. Uh, When Big Ben is playing, receiver production is there.
1: Yeah, I didn't mean it so much as like a diss to Big Ben with what he's done with Deontay, because you're right, they do have really good chemistry. I just more meant it in terms of as good as he's already been this year, I think there's another facet to his game that we haven't fully seen unlocked yet, um, with some of the things he can do deep. Uh, and then that's the that is a fair point with the contrast of the chemistry with the new QB may not be as good in a lot of those intermediate routes, but I think he can be a good deep dive too. I think Deontay Johnson's ceiling can be kind of like Cooper Cup. Ooh. I'm I'm probably the lowest on
0: on Deontay Johnson out of the bunch. I still like. Probably wouldn't have picked him in the next five picks. But all these guys are really close to each other. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I think T. Higgins is my guy here. I just I've said before on this podcast, I really like T. Higgins. I just think while Jamar Chase is there, I think this is an offense that could sustain two wide receiver ones if they finally decide to throw the ball hint to Dak Taylor, please throw the ball more. Um <laughs> but uh to me he's another guy. We saw what he did last year with the Bengals. Um in his Rookie year, second year wide receiver, doing solid work uh, for the Bengals. I don't know. To me, it, him and Jamar Chase are the wide receiver duo that I want to start. Uh, uh, like, if I was picking a team's wide receiver duo that I want over the next five years, it's those two. Um, and so with that, I will pick T. Higgins. The other player I was considering, I will save in
2: case he comes back to me with Frank because I think Frank might boss over. Chelsea. We'll um. Yeah, there's just a lot of good players around here. Yeah. I think that the two that I'm going to be going with, Stefan Diggs to me is just fallen a little bit too far. It's
1: fair.
2: I heard I hope is it with an F, Stefan?
3: It's, yep. it's Yeah, F, it is. Right? With an F. Yeah, it's an F. Um Yeah, he's just he's just good. He produces. Um I don't blame you.
2: Especially cuz I just feel like I'm getting a, a wide receiver one. They could e like, you could easily be, and people were saying it last year, the season that, um like, a, a Tyree Kill-esque season, um, a Cooper, not necessarily Cooper Cup this year, that's a little bit outrageous, but. I mean, the season he had last year. Yeah, was, you look at the season he had last year, he'd easily be in the top 10. So, yeah. I'll take that upside, even though he's a little bit aged, com- you know, compared to he's some of these other receivers that are being picked around here. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a factor, right? Because you look it at. It is a factor, yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna get T. Higgins' a, th- a 1,200 yard seasons for the next eight years, well, yeah, that that's definitely a factor, right? Um, and speaking of which, I'm gonna be dipping into the young players here, and I'm gonna be going with Devontae Smith. You could easily wow. replace Devontae Smith. With... I wanted to
1: take him. Well, like, the I thing is, is that right here, one. you
2: can you can take your pick. because I know, there, there's gonna be people that like Elijah Moore a ton. Obviously, Jalen Waddle, with how he's been producing, you could take him. Um, I think that any one of those dudes, among some of the other guys, are, are really good picks here. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I'll just pick right behind
0: because you did gloss over who I want, and that was Jalen Waddle. I thought
3: I,
1: I really wanted Devonte Smith in my next pick, but because I thought one of you was going to take Waddle, and I was going
0: to take Smith right after. Yeah, because. I mean, Jalen Wall is just having a better season. I always liked him better than Devonte Smith coming out. Um, he's almost a wide. He's like a borderline wide receiver one on the year. I think he's like thirteen currently, but that can easily change. With yeah, the, how the season's going. And the thing is, like, the he's tried getting and a true, shit ton of targets. The tried and true week. method is if if you're good your rookie year, like you're very likely to be good for like the rest of your career. So obviously there are some outlier cases, but with what Jalen Wall is doing in his rookie year with Tua being hurt for a good chunk of the year, um, with, you know, just the mess that the Dolphins kind of have been. And, and he's, you know, not exactly Jamar Chase levels, but he's not too far behind Jamar Chase, who we all think is like, or at least as in we, like the fantasy community, thinks is like the best wide receiver prospect since, I don't know, Calvin Johnson, I think I saw it being. um It, it is... And it's very interesting to see how good Jalen Waddle has been. And if Jamar Chase wasn't in this draft class, I think we'd be talking about Jalen Waddle a lot higher than what we currently are. I think he's going to be someone that is going to start to sneak up as the off season goes. His ADP is going to be higher. We're going to do some startup drafts in the future. Um, and I think we're just going to see his startup draft keep rising during the off season. So for now, okay. I'm going to take Jalen Waddle at wire is it is, is that true. Why
1: receiver 17? I'm getting Jalen Wall at that feels low. Um well I'll I'll just continue. it is kind of but I mean all these guys oh the thing is is dirty from like pick 10 to 17, all those guys are kind of yeah. interchangeable. Yeah, like you you could tell me you have any order of those uh seven guys or eight guys, and I I'd hear you out, like I'd understand it. Um, I think I'll I would th- rather have Jalen Waddle.
2: I would have Jalen Waddle over Higgins, Deontay Johnson,
3: DJ Moore, um, AJ Brown. Him and Stephon Diggs
2: is pretty darn close. I, I, that that is that is a tough one. But I, I just I like Devonte Smith more as a prospect. I think Devonte Smith is a freaking beast.
1: Oh, no, sir, I think it's, I think so too. I think Devontae's—you got the Eagles are more of a rushing attack. I think if he was on a pass-heavy team, his stats would be very different this season. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, to me though, he's also—he's a rookie, a yeah. Um,
1: so he's had like he's had like he's, three had touchdowns.
2: That, he's had a couple of injuries, which is unfortunate. But
1: I, a little bit. But well, so he's had like three touchdowns called back this year, and they were all in like the first three weeks of the season um, when they were just getting a ton called back. But okay, so with my next pick um i'll continue the rookie streak like i said i'm gonna take elijah moore here mm-hmm. wow. um he just finished the year so well i i mean i was high on him uh post-draft he was my wide receiver four after the kind of the big three uh and then notorious he had tony five but uh i really liked elijah moore i think he can get open on anyone he can play on the inside and outside and for him to have Been putting up like pretty good production in that offense. With like, again, I still think Zach Wilson will be good and, um, like you just gotta let it grow. But their offense has been a shit show majority of the year, besides that one game against the Bengals with Mike White. Like, (laughs) um, and I guess the Tennessee game with, yeah, for the most part, it's been a shit show. And he was one of the most productive fantasy wide receivers for like a little bit over a month stretch. Um, I think he's gonna figure it out more. Uh, and I think the offense, him and Zach Wilson are going to get more chemistry. Elijah Moore is someone I'm really high on. Um, I've always loved him. I think he's one of the best. He, bar you, he, he has a case for best route runner of the rookies, in my opinion. Um, I think the others are more talented receivers, but in terms of route running, he's filthy. I mean, they're uh,
2: desperately missing him right now.
1: Yeah, no, they are.
2: Because, I mean, Jamison Crowder's lost a step a little bit. Braxton Berry, like, dude, they they don't have a... I mean, you saw when Miami last week, they kind of started out in, in a lot of zone looks. And then, the, you know, Zach Wilson, the Jets were not necessarily carving them up, but they were having success, especially for fucking the Jets standards. Um, and then they switch it up to a lot more men and... No one could do anything. <laughs> no one could do anything. Yeah. No one's getting open. Um, See,
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. That's where he comes in. Because you leave him on man, especially if you put him in the slot, he's gonna go open. Um, so I will. You man. up? Uh, I have a second pick, real quick. You got a second I'll make pick. It fast. Where are you going? The, this is a little bit of a hot take. I've just always been high on this guy, and I've, I've said it on this podcast multiple times. Um, I was debating the Baltimore receivers. You know, I was debating Mike Evans. Those were guys in heavy consideration, but I, I was like, I was feeling a little bit of a spicy
3: take. Um, go and chase Claypool. Listen, hey. man. Listen, listen. I get the first I'm down dances. I get the tomfoolery.
1: <laughs> I get the when you guys just get smacked by Cincinnati going up to Mike Tomlin, he's like, "Hey, how about some music at practice?" And Tomlin's like, "Fuck off, kid." I get it all. I understand it. He's just so talented. He like I it, I just think he's such a talented receiver that it's like the talent's gonna prevail over the the TikToks. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, talent I, I over get, TikToks. Yeah, talent Foster over Violinus. TikToks. <laughs> <I'm not saying. laughs> um, I just think he's such a talented receiver. Like he's so good at contested catches. I think he's actually one of the best contested catches receivers in the NFL. He's an elite deep threat, uh, huge receiver. I, I, I'm buying like I'm gonna be saying go off season. I know he's gonna be a popular one, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's everyone's favorite by low." But like, I'm I'm really high on it. my view him as a top twenty receiver in dynasty. Um, I I, I think Claypool is too good to just kind of giving up on after a shaky sophomore campaign. Um, uh, what he showed me his rookie year in the flashes he's shown throughout this season, um, and his age factor. He's twenty three years old. Uh, I I'll still I'm still holding my full belief in Chase Claypool. I think he's that good. I don't uh, know. I think that's that. the bait. Uh I don't know. I that. think
0: it is a little high to take Claypool someone has Claypool it.
1: You should I'm sound to weak. me then.
0: I mean, I'm I'll consider Alright,
3: Mr. JC, um, you're up. Pick in here.
0: There's, there's a couple. I'm very conflicted, and it's because, like, do I, do I be a fraud? The question is, do I go with the tried and true production of someone that I like, but is starting to get older? And I know, I know you want to you know, take Hollywood. His prime, no, <laughs> not
1: close. <laughs> and he wants to take Bateman.
0: Bateman is the one I'm considering. Mike Evans is the other one I'm considering, and between those two. It's tough because I feel like I'm a fraud if I don't say Rashad Bateman here.
1: So You're not a fraud for taking Evans over Bateman. I don't
3: uh, think so. I yeah, mean, Evans, I, I, Evans has been so consistent. Yeah, I get that's, the eighth that... thing though. I mean, there's been think... a bunch of other 28 year old receivers on this list, like. Yeah, I I think
0: I think if we're going from the strategy, I. Probably not great to tell my draft strategy out here, but I just don't see Frank taking uh, Bateman in the next two picks. So I'm going to go with Mike <laughs> Evans and hope that Frank doesn't do that. Uh, uh,
2: dude, yeah, Rashad Bateman's probably not in my next 12 picks.
0: Yeah, all right, right. Um, Yeah, so Mike Evans. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Mike Evans. It's just a question of, like, you know, at what point does he start to fall off? He hasn't fallen off this year, especially with Tom Brady. He now has the hamstring injury, which might hamper him for the rest of your playoffs. But, uh, you know, this season, not we're not concern. disappointed with Mike yeah. Evans. Um, he was very strong. He was a, uh, was a top five wide receiver this year.
3: Mm, no, not top
0: five. But he
1: was manager. a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver one on the year. Just consistent year after year wide receiver one production. And, I mean, it's it's the thing with Bateman where it's like, would you rather have the guy that could be a wide receiver one or the actual wide receiver one
1: yeah, like you, you pray that Bateman turns Yeah, so
0: that's why I'm just going to go with Mike Evans
1: here. I like the pick. He was one of the people I was heavily considering in my last one.
2: Yeah, right around this part in the draft is where I think you can kind of start to take some of the bait. And, man, there are a lot of good veteran receivers that I want to take. Um, I mean, there's Amari Cooper, DeAndre Keenan Hopkins, Allen. Keenan Allen, Portland Sutton. Um,
1: Damn, I think- DeAndre Hopkins has dropped holy shit
2: yeah well yeah i think i'm actually gonna be picking deandre hopkins here i don't
1: beat wide well, receiver 30 is crazy got 22 spots this season
2: yeah d hop to me is still an elite level. he's just been battling so many unfortunate injuries um yeah and like when he plays and he's healthy he still gets the targets i mean he had a couple of a rough game the last game, which I think is going to leave a sour taste in people's mouths because he's not going he's to just, fight.
1: He, he hasn't been fully healthy.
2: Yeah. To me, I'm going to be buying Deandre Hopkins. If I can get him at a discount, I can understand where there are definitely going to be owners or rosters that aren't going to want it. Like, cause I have Deandre Hopkins on, I think one of my dynasty teams is, I think it's just in the third and 20 league where I'm not going to be selling D-Hop at a discount. So, like, I'm probably going to get a ton of trade offers where people are like, oh, here's an early second. And I'm just going to be like, dude, no. <laughs>
3: but, yeah, no. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think that he's a, he's a good potential, like, buy candidate. Now, he's not a buy low because um, he's going to be everyone's favorite buy low. But I think he's a buy if you need just that uh, – a good receiver. I'm, I'm not building my team around him but he's a good player. If you need to complement your, let's say you have T Higgins and Elijah Moore as your receiving core, and you want to add a good veteran player that you think you can get stable production out of, well, DeAndre Hopkins is a good buy. Um, yeah, I'm going to have DeAndre Hopkins at 21. He's just too talented. Uh, and obviously age is a factor, but I think he's going to age pretty well. It's just an unfortunate year for him. Um. My next pick, man, there's there's still a couple of players. The interesting thing is Calvin really would have been off my board. It's just we don't know what the hell is going to happen with him, so I'm just going to stay away from him for now. Um, we can exempt him
1: if we want. I mean, that's such like an uh, unknown
2: situation. We'll keep him on here. Eventually he'll get back. Yeah, he'll he'll go eventually. Okay. I think that it's the the couple of guys that I'm really deciding between are Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Iuke,
3: Am I the one and Hollywood. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say Hollywood's in my consideration here, and Judy, to be honest. No, I'm not taking Judy over any of those guys.
2: And then Cortland Sutton, yeah. I think I'd rather have Cortland Sutton over Judy. Same.
0: I will say I was getting clowned in the third and twenty league for my take that why Judy wouldn't be a wide receiver thirty six. And while he did get injured on points per game basis,
3: he's, not he's even still close not to a wide receiver thirty six. Yeah. Man, I... I I think I'm gonna decide between Keenan Allen and Hollywood. Uh, this might be taking the bait. I'm gonna go Keenan Allen. Whichever one you didn't take, I was gonna take them on my next.
1: Yeah,
2: one. I think that there's the obvious concern of Keenan Allen's age. I, I just think that when it comes when push comes to shove I know that I'm going to get a good solid two to three years of production out of Keenan Allen. At least I'm hoping. And wide receiver 22, maybe it's a couple of picks high compared to where I would realistically like to pick him at. But good player, wide receiver two price. It's fine. There's definitely guys that have more upside, and there are going to be players that you can pick behind him that will eventually – Because like. The problem with Keenan Allen is you pick him at wide receiver 22 or wide receiver 20 or whatever and the only way he's going to go is down. The guy can put up 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns and his value will only have a marginal increase. So yeah. that's the problem with taking Keenan Allen, but fuck it. He's just too good. You get him at this price it, it, it's good production for the value.
1: No, I like to pick Larry, the two guys you listed would have been two of my next picks. Um okay, so my next pick
0: Wait, wait, is... I'm up Lewis. Oh my god, to god I'm go sorry. For two picks. I mean, you weren't going to pick him anyway, but it's, it's Rashad Bateman. I'm um, been misspelling Rashad Bateman on the dock. Um, all right, Rashad Bateman, we saw a glimpse of it, just a slight glimpse of what Rashad Bateman could be. Uh, not last game against the Packers with Tyler Huntley, but the previous game against, uh, that was the Cleveland Browns, I believe, where Rashad Bateman had eight targets for seven catches, 103 yards. We saw him make two fantastic catches, too. I don't know if people watched the game, but he had two fantastic catches. I just think while Moose will probably pick the other guy um, on the Ravens, like, while Hollywood's the leader in targets for the Ravens, as far as the wide receiver position is concerned, I just think this is going to be, like, Rashad Bateman is inevitable. Like, I think he is the prototypical wide receiver one. I think he will lead the, the Ravens in targets. And while people have, uh, you know, not loved Lamar's passing, he has improved um, in terms of passing yards and the stats that you want to see for fantasy. Um, and so to me, I think this is, this is a team that's just going to move further and further towards the pass. And Rashad Bateman will be the biggest beneficiary.
3: That's why I'm going to Bateman. All right, Looney, Thanks, you're sir. up. You got two picks. Um, okay, so uh,
1: for my first one, I'm going to his, uh, his teammate, Hollywood Brown. Uh, he's been having a bit of a breakout year this year. And by the way, me picking him isn't anything against Bateman. I really like Bateman also. I think he's going to be good. Um, I understand uh, JT's point of view taking Bateman before. I just think both of them are going to be weapons in this offense. I feel like uh, Hollywood has really taken a ton of strides this year. I think Kim and Lamar's chemistry uh, has improved significantly. And um, he's just someone he's like, when you look at someone that production first on draft capital at 24 years old, he has a lot of factors that you'd like in terms of like a long-term receiver to have and young uh, talented offense that he's on. So I'm going uh, Hollywood there. Um, for my second one, I gotta think here. Got Santa in the background going crazy. Um, <laughs> uh,
3: this one's tough. I'm kind of between. Are we that high on Pittman? I'm not.
2: I was I kinda... thinking about taking Pittman coming up here. I think he's just fallen a little bit too far.
1: Same. You know, I'm actually gonna go with a little bit of a shocker. I'm gonna go with uh a man uh Cordero Patterson. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking Pittman. Um <laughs> uh I was between him and Ayuk at this spot because Ayuk's really started to come on these last couple of weeks. Um he's getting on the field more. I know the beginning of the season for Ayuk was kind of a disaster, but he's been playing well recently. Uh Pittman, when the Colts are passing a lot, he's productive. It it's just in a lot of recent weeks, Wentz has had like games with like 120 passing yards or especially the game against New England. I think he finished under a hundred passing yards in that game. Um, and they've just been leaning on Taylor, but that's not going to be something that they're able to do all the time. Uh, I'm sure they're going to um, pass the ball more. And I feel like the biggest thing against Pittman is that people kind of figure that, oh, the Colts are going to bring someone in this season to be a number two. And that's fine. I, I think, it'll have secondaries kind of focusing less on him because who's in his number two this year, like 80 year old T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Like it's not really much. Secondaries can just focus on Pittman. Uh, and he's, he's improved a ton this year. He made a ton of plays this year that I hadn't seen him make uh, his rookie year or prior. Um, I feel like he's really starting to turn into that receiver that we saw a lot in college. Uh, he's Still young. He's not a good offense. I like their coaching staff. So I'm going Pittman here.
0: Uh, yeah. You- yeah I, I'm not a big fan of Pittman. I think he's very overrated. I think he was way more overrated previously. But
1: I mean, know. yeah, previously. I mean, I, I wide receiver 25, I'm fine with that ranking for Pittman. Yeah. I'm um, going with Amari I,
2: Cooper at wide receiver 26. Well, I think I'm up again, Frank. Oh yeah, are you?
0: That's cool. Yeah, because we're doing the snake, so we're we'll gonna go All right, to the Alright, well sorry.
2: I was gonna go Amari Cooper at 26.
0: Can, you, you can have Amari Cooper. Well wait, where do you where do you want me to write them my next player? Because I don't know.
2: Yeah, right, right. Oh crap, I'm a couple columns down here. My
0: okay, bad. Okay. All right, cool. All right, that's where I'll put my next player. And unlike Amari Cooper, I think I'm going to go with it's tough. Uh People aren't going to like this pick, especially where I'm picking them, but I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Cortland Sutton. I just think he's been getting too much hate recently. Teddy Bridgewater has been not stellar. This Broncos offense as a whole hasn't been that great. The uh, Broncos just locked him up though long-term. Um, to me, Cortland Sutton, I, I've been saying, is the alpha of this offense. I think he's, you know, I, I'd i even say Judy's the third guy on this offense behind Sutton and Fant. I, I've maintained that throughout the season. I still believe that. this day i just think the broncos need a quarterback um i hate doing this but like russell wilson aaron rogers a few others maybe through the draft who knows like they they're going to get a quarterback because you can't just be having this kind of team with drew lock and tay bridgewater leading the broncos i don't know who they're getting but it's not going to be tay bridgewater or drew lock i know that much um so with that, I, I just think we saw what Cortland Sutton did before he tore his ACL. He had a very stellar rookie season. Um, he's still not too old. I think he's 25. Might be 24. I think he's 25. Uh, not that old. Um, I don't know. I, I think compared to consensus, he might be overrated. But I think a year from now, he'll be aptly rated around this point.
2: No, yeah, I, I that was going to be my pick because I thought I had the doubler and I was going to go Amari Cooper, no, Cortland yeah. Sutton. Um, no, I, I agree. And the thing that's nice about Cortland Sutton, which people aren't going to realize, is that you know peak wide receiver production is usually around like 26. And I think he's going to be entering 26 years old, like JT said, 25 or 26. So he's going to be entering this peak part of the season. He's going to be a year removed from a major injury where he tore up his entire knee. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that Cortland Sutton is probably one of the better buys in Dynasty for next year. Everyone knows he's good. I agree but he's just being slept on. And you're you're going to talk about a buy low. This is a guy that if he has that, like mm-hmm. I, I kind of just said it, right? If someone like Keenan, and this is the, the interesting thing about startup drafts because I'm almost kind of drafting this more so as like guys that I would want like right now and not given the team. But Corlin Sutton to me should go earlier in a startup draft than he did in our draft because if he has that, 1400 yard 10 touchdown season he doesn't even need a 1500 yard 12 touchdown season he will be ranked as a top 15 receiver a top 15 maybe even closing in on top 10 right he's going to instantly shoot up like a freaking cannon so the fact of the matter is is that you could get him apparently on keep trade cut at wide receiver 36 I would I will pay wide receiver twenty five price for him and be very happy about that. Um, I will give up that late first round pick. Which is apparently what too. he's what he's worth. Or and uh, he's worth less than that.
0: I'd give up a late first for Cortland, so I'm
2: easy. Um speaking of which, I think I'm just gonna do it here. Uh I'll go Calvin Ridley.
0: Huh. Yeah, um, it's it's an interest. Like just don't know what's gonna happen, but like if, well, he it's like around, if he, he, if he comes out, back,
1: yeah. he, he was a, what, top eight dynasty receiver? Yeah, you know, there, there's
2: de- there's definitely consideration for guys like Judy and Ayuk over him, and they're going to go the next couple of picks, I imagine. But if I were to pick out of the three, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, and Ayuk, yeah, there's the risk that he's not. I do think that Calvin Ridley's going to play again, just not this year. I- I'll take Ridley. Well
0: okay. I think he's the
3: best out of those three.
2: You're you're
3: making
0: it hard for me again, Frank, because I I the crazy spot to be in. I think I gotta do it and take Ayuk. Um
3: Damn you. Uh, yeah. Uh I believe and Ayuk. Um me
0: yeah, obviously, his beginning of the season wasn't great, but this is another guy with him in conjunction with Debo that I think these two are going to be 49ers receiving core for, for years to come. Uh, we've seen what he can do his rookie year. We saw what he could do just in the past few weeks out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Brand IU, young wide receiver. I, I was low on him coming out of college, but since then, he's only produced when given the chance to, and. That's enough for me to make him wide receiver. Where are we talking? Nine. Yeah. I think that might even be more than consensus. Wide receiver. And for Brandon. I, so.
3: Take him there. All right, okay. Lenny, you're, you got back to backers.
1: Okay. Um, do you want to know what's the name that I'm starting to think about? I don't know if I'm going to do it's it here. here. Um, Michael Thomas.
2: Oh, no. Uh <sighs> No. I, I I don't hate. i like prank.
1: Right. Yeah, I wouldn't hate. It. I don't. I don't I'm think, I'm be here, I, like I'm think I'm taking him here. I'm starting to think about him. him. Um, yeah, he
2: crossed my mind. I'm I'm just not. I'm not gonna pick him here.
1: I think for my first pick here, I'm gonna go Judy. I'm gonna go Judy. I'll be the person who takes him. Uh, I just. <laughs> he, has, he hasn't. He uh, hasn't. I had think a that's year. a
2: good pick.
1: He hasn't had a good year, but I just I, I believe in the t- and I'm not. I was never really the biggest Judy guy. Um, i remember when it was him. Screwed. I remember when it was him and uh, CD heading great. into the draft. It was like, always oh, but be- I always was like, CD clears. Um, sure. uh, I just him this low, and I just still believe in his talent. I think the quarterback situation will improve as well uh, if he could just stay healthy. Because I mean, he started the like. I know it was only like a game, but like that g- first game, he looked like good, and then the injury happened. Came back, never quite been the same. Um. I, I still believe in his talent, so I'm gonna take Jerry Judy there. This is a tough pick. Yeah, really, um, really
2: quickly on Judy.
1: Oh, wait, who scored for the Seahawks? Does anyone know? I'll check it out. It's been a weird, low-scoring game.
2: Yeah. Um, well, my Seahawks money line is looking at least all right. Um, DJ
1: Dallas, four-yard oh, rushing touchdown.
0: Rashad um, Penny is uh, in shambles.
1: Rashad Penny's gotten a lot of touches this game too. Um, no, but the thing with lie. Jerry seven Judy that time.
2: I didn't like is I thought I thought he was a good player coming out. And I, like the pro some of the problems, with Courtney Sutton, the Denver Broncos are their their passing offense just is kind of trash. And then Jerry Judy's been injured and whatnot. And you know, because coming off of that first couple of seasons, I just thought that Jerry Judy was a little bit overpriced for mainly this year, right? The fact that he went through so much adversity. Yet didn't really see much of a price drop. You know, he he kind of remained in that top 15-ish range for a while, which like I just I'm just not buying him at that price. But now we're getting to the point where like wide receiver 30, I will gladly invest in him at wide yeah. receiver 30 just because of the upside. And, and there's a lot of things I think he does well. But you know, I, I wasn't huge on him in the offseason because I just didn't want to pay up for him.
1: No, I'm with you. Um, the the owner's prices on him have been kind of a no-bi. He's going to be someone that, like, you might be able to buy low on him depending on the owner, but would you really going to get good value on Judy's startup drafts? Um, I feel that's where you're going to find yourself being able to take him way, uh closer to, like, that, like, into the 20s out of receiver's value. Um, so yeah, he second, can,
2: he, with one good year, you know, he, if he goes and puts up, like, a 1, 1,100 yards, yeah, he's going to be easily in the top 20.
1: Yeah, um, back, a thousand percent. Back around to what he was at. See, now it, gets, now it gets interesting with this next pick.
3: Who are you thinking?
1: So then I'm, I'm looking at guys like, do I really want to go Mooney? Not really.
2: I feel like I, I thought I knew who you were going to pick here.
1: Do I want to go Tony?
3: Yeah, that's who so, I thought you were going to pick.
1: I'm between him and
3: Michael Gallup. That would be... Um, what? Him hey, <laughs> um, okay. I mean, Gallup, what Gallup? Um, I don't hate
1: Gallup, I'm just surprised. Who do you think I was gonna take over them to? I thought you were just gonna
2: smash Tony.
1: It's close. That Tony's talent, I think, is deserving of this spot. If you told me he's gonna stay healthy, I would take him without hesitation. It's just the um. Sorry, Miles Sanders just had a big one. Uh, no. <laughs> Oops, McCann just came in
2: and said he's only giving up Huntley for an early second. All right, maybe I'm not buying any of Huntley then.
1: Early uh, second. Here's the thing with those early prices for Huntley. This is already assuming the best case scenario that he's going to get a starting gig next wait, year. You could easily not. Pick. Okay, sorry. Uh, I you know. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay by my guy, Kadarius Tony. JT just hates these last two picks. <laughs> um, I mean, I. Considering I get a pick next, I don't mind him, but listen, uh, so the thing with Tony that was extremely frustrating this year, he could he just couldn't stay healthy. Um the one thing I will say about it is he he didn't really deal with injuries that much in college. I don't know if it was just a weird year. I feel like everyone on that giant team couldn't stay healthy this year. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the meme of like the giant trainer and he looks like half dead at like yeah. ninety years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he can barely keep himself alive. I don't know how he's gonna keep players healthy. Um, but I I just think the flashes that he did show, um he still has his college playmaking ability. He was whenever he got the ball in his hands, he would make defenders look like like division two players. Um he was making plays, getting open against good corners. He was he was doing a number on Trayvon Diggs who is now appointed this like elite corner. Um, so I- I'm taking Tony. If Tony can stay healthy, if he-, if he can't stay healthy like he did this year, then it's a bust. But if he can stay healthy, then I like it.
3: Wait, here he is. What? Giants trainer. Here he is. Oh, you found him? Yeah, yeah. yeah the old guy. <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> everyone on that team is fucking getting hurt every year. Look at him. Like someone's coming in with a broken ankle, and he's like, "Is that your
3: knee?" Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. so I mean, after Brandon
0: Ayuk, so wide receiver twenty nine. If I'm looking to take a wide receiver, I'm probably just trading down, uh, moving back a few rounds because I don't really love anyone that's ranked around here. Um, that's
1: what I say. It's a tough pick.
0: Yeah, looking at the board. I, think, I mean, guys that I'm looking at, Rondell Moore, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, and Juju are probably the four that I'd be between. And the issue with Tyler Lockett is, it's just his age, right? Like, Tyler Lockett is still producing. He's still had a very good season. Um,
3: I, I, I just the think...
0: Yeah, I just think we got we to gotta go, you know, with what Frank was saying with Keenan Allen for Tyler Lockett. I think it's that even magnified. Are any of um, you even
1: considering Allen Robinson?
2: Not yeah. here.
0: No. Yeah. Okay. R- Ripped to the guy who uh, traded a first for a first in Donovan Peoples-Jones for Allen Robinson. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think at this that point, we're probably beyond first territory, like 2023 first territory. Definitely
2: starting to get there.
0: Yeah, so what I'm going to go with is uh, I don't love it. I don't love it. I'm going to take Mike
1: Williams. Um, oh. he's just. Wait, I, I have a question. When you reacted when yep. I said I was considering Tony and Gallup earlier, was your shocked reaction at Tony or at Gallup? Or both, uh, both,
0: to be honest. I didn't think either was in this realm. uh okay. sweeps in before I could change my mind to Rondell Moore. Uh, which is fair, because I was very Rondell close to is Yeah, I just... I feel bad already not taking Rondell Moore. <laughs> but
3: uh, I'm going to stick there. to
0: it. Mike, Mike Williams, uh, he's still like a wide receiver, like 15 on the year, despite his up and down parts. I mean, yeah. most of it's carried off the first five games. But I just think it, it's it's the big if, right? But if he
1: could put together that that top five, does, does, you know, I, those I, first five games... Can I give you a hypothetical scenario? go ahead how do how does how you view him change if say he doesn't re-sign with the chargers and let's just say he goes, I don't know, or like like the Colts or who else needs a receiver um I mean like,
0: I, you you take him away from Justin Herbert, like most likely i I'm going to be as lower that like it's going to be worse and better uh, but to, to me, it's just you got the year with the thousand yard receiving, you got the year with the, the like ten touchdowns or whatever. Like just put it together, but we've been saying that for this is like year. I mean, five he he or was six for half a season, beyond. yeah, and he was. We just need that one extra step now. What I would, con- what I'd like more, I think, think this would be better for him is if Keenan Allen is gone and he just alpha target for Justin Herbert because you know how Herbert. I mean, yeah, that'd be better. Traded anywhere, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Keenan Allen obviously draws coverage, but. If you're the if you're the alpha target on on Justin Herbert's offense, you're going to be seeing a lot of targets. And that's what Mike Williams just really needs to take it to the next level. So I don't love it, but I, he's my ticket to
3: p- potential wide receiver. I'm just gonna. Away. Yeah, well, my next pick is Rondell Moore. I I
2: just I love Rondell Moore. <laughs> I think this is really. Yeah, I would probably. give up a first round pick for him still probably. Um, and then my next band, As... there's like 90 guys around here that I would yeah. that I would think about yeah. taking. The list includes Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith Schuster, Michael Thomas, um
3: Odell, kind of. I, I don't think I think this is a little early for Odell for me. Gallup. And I think oh, there was going to be a Randy name Cooks. I was going to ask you guys about. Um,
1: where is he? Are you, are you considering? Um, did you say Amon Ra?
2: No, I'm not considering Amon Ra here. I would, I'd rather have probably like 10 players over Amon Ra oh. right now.
1: Okay, what about um Gabriel Davis? No, okay, the thing
2: is, right around here, like. I'm just gonna I, I took Brandon Cooks as my next pick. I I'd rather just have a guy that keeps putting up a thousand yard seasons. I think no, it's blame just you.
1: Brandon Cooks has like, been awesome.
2: Lockett, Brandon Cooks, these kinds of guys I'd just rather have. And Cook, I I mean I'm just gonna keep snatching him up as much as I can.
1: Cooks just won a lot of people their playoff games this week.
2: So like and he's doing this on an offense that is just not good. A Davis Mills <laughs>
1: <laughs> low so, offense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll go, Brandon. Like, I'm just gonna sn- start snagging up cheap vets here.
1: Okay. Is it my pick now? to have the back? Yeah. Track? Um. Okay, we gotta start so speeding
2: I'll... this up, Lunas. So we got
1: Yeah. I'll go Michael Gallup for the first one. Uh, I think Michael Gallup's Uh, lower production has been a result of he plays with two really fucking good receivers in C.D. Lamb, and um, and Amari Cooper. But I think time wise, he can be. A very good number two on most teams uh we saw in his second season he had 1100 yards as a number two the year before they drafted cd lamb since then he hasn't been able to produce the same obviously but i still think he has the talent and uh he's going to be a free agent and i don't think the cowboys are going to sign him unless they somehow move amari cooper which i don't think they're going to do uh so gallup will have his chance to go somewhere else and sign and um at that point uh, I, I'd be pretty excited about him. I think he's very capable of having good wide receiver two seasons. Um, this next pick, oof, uh, eh, okay. I'm gonna. I, I said I'll be fast. Um, I'm gonna go Darnell Mooney. Okay. All
3: right.
1: I think I think him and Justin Fields have started to develop some pretty good chemistry. I think Allen Robinson's gone. I think he's gone. Um and I don't I don't think the Bears go receiver. They don't even have their first-round pick this year. I forgot. Yeah, they don't have their yeah. first-round pick. And I don't think with their first couple draft picks, they're going to go heavy at receiver. I think they have a lot of other holes on their roster. Uh, I th- I'm sure they want to get their O-line significantly better. That would be my first concern if I was Chicago. And I think Mooney and Fields have really started to build something, and I expect it to continue to progress. He's still young, and he's shown flashes. So I'll go Mooney here. Yeah, I think it's fine decent value right. for me um so when it was Luna's turn it was actually my
0: turn but in the interest of time i'll just pick oh two i'm sorry instead. man
1: <laughs>
3: no
0: i i let you go too i i completely missed it but all right i'll just pick two uh real quick so for me i think i know who frank wants i'm going to go i mentioned both of them in the last one so i'll just take them here Picks for me um sure. i'll go Juju. I'll, I'll take Juju first. Uh, okay. He's going to be a free agent again. He could end up somewhere better. Who knows? I, I just, I, we saw what he did for a year, I believe, in the town. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one, trying true production, Tyler Lockett. I still think mm-hmm. he's a beast uh, at this point. Okay, fair. Uh, wide receiver like 33 or something, or 38. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Tyler
2: Lockett. Uh, he's- All right. I'm going to go alan Robinson here. There he is. And then I'll go with Michael Thomas. There's just like, honestly, there, there's so many players in this category. I'd have to think more on who exactly I'd want to pick between like Michael Thomas, Odell, um, Robert Woods, Alan Robinson, all these dudes. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to start snagging up cheap vets here.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, JT, is it yours back to back now? Well, no. I, I just go
0: one and then you go two. Uh, okay, okay. Let's just start going two yeah. picks a pop. Let's just start, right, everyone's just go going two pop. I will go. You know, I don't know what the deal is. So <laughs> I I don't know what the deal is with the Rams and what's going to happen. But I'll just damn go it, BJ. It. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'm also going to go with his counterpart and, and uh Robert Woods.
3: Right, yeah. What's going to
0: happen? But. <laughs> oh, i don't care about van jefferson uh obj robert woods again two veterans very good production i don't know what the team's going next year but with the, those three healthy and that wide receiver core like see a van jefferson
1: all right looney you're up okay i'm gonna take a receiver uh i still think he's super talented i just think he has two insanely good receivers ahead of him i'm taking Tyler boyd um it's mm. a good pick this this is the talent pick. I just think it would be very different if one of those two receivers – it's just Higgins and Chase are studs. Like Chase is arguably second-best wide receiver, young wide receiver in the game, and then Higgins is a beast. And he kind of gets like left on the short end of the stick. So um, I just off talent, if he ever finds himself in a different situation, I really like Boyd. And the next guy, I'm taking Franks Mans. Taking, taking Renfro? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to take Renfro. Honestly – I kind of forgot that he existed. I probably should have taken, it, taken
1: him a little bit earlier. But... He, I thought you were going to take him at the last one. But yeah, I, I probably would sense. would take him earlier, actually, but I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's been awesome the past like, month. I know Waller being out as a part of it, but, I mean, even with Waller back, Renfro's still the number one guy um, at receiver, not at just overall like receiving guards. Uh, he's getting open every fucking play. He's uncoverable from the slot. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Renfro here. He's great chemistry with Derek Carr. All right, I'll go
2: with um, I'll go with Corey Davis. Oh, I was gonna take Corey Davis. Just that's cheap a, vet that's who's a good pick. underpriced. That's a good and pick. I'm gonna go with Nico Collins. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go with Nico Collins for now. It's also a nice pick. Um, I was thinking between him and um, and my guy uh, Diami Brown.
0: Oh, Diami. I would not pick Diami that. High. My sweet prince. Um. Not a very great se- – uh, not a good season. Um, you do put me in a tough spot here uh, where I really wanted Corey Davis and was kind of banking that no one would pick Corey Davis. Um, I-, I want to say – Parmy really wants to say Terrence Marshall and Brian Edwards, but I know I'm not going <laughs> to have those two here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with – I mean, if you want to take Terrence Marshall, it's not as bad. it. it- Neither of them have had the season I wanted them to. Obviously. Yeah, no. Um <laughs> Has
1: Brian Edwards passed rugs on points yet? <laughs> maybe this week. He I don't did. know. He scored a touchdown yesterday. <laughs> yeah. This week, yeah, maybe. he scored a touchdown. <laughs> uh, all
0: right. Jacoby Myers, just homer pick. Ah, uh, oh, I, I like to Jacoby get him. Myers. Okay. It's uh, a good pick. I don't even care. Like, yeah, I don't care. Give me Jacoby Myers. Uh, and rounding out my last pick of of this podcast, uh, I might do. Why the do two it.
1: last ones? Yeah, yeah,
0: you could finish this off. Um, <laughs> okay. It hurt like I I wanna say LaVisca Chenault here, right? But it, we just like you had so much opportunity that everyone above you got injured. Him like, and Charles both step got by yeah. Perhaps ETN stepped up, uh got injured, you didn't step up. I don't know. Just super frustrating. I can't do it in good conscience. But you know what? I'm just gonna send it. I still believe a uh, terrible rookie season, but it's it was i'm willing to wipe it off because of how bad the quarterback play has been Terrace marshall
3: uh, i hate it
0: but <laughs> just give it okay he's well, actually 48 like at that point whatever
1: yeah no that's fair Um, I'm going to take someone. His value dropped a shit ton this year because he's been injured majority of the year, but I I still like his talent. I'm taking Curtis Samuel. Uh, Last time we saw him healthy, he was a 24-year-old who had 1,000 scrimmage yards with two other productive receivers. The Redskins paid him a lot of money. Uh, I think at this point, a wide receiver, what, like 49? Yeah, I'll take him there. I mean, he just hasn't been healthy this year. It's not like he's been playing and underproducing. He hasn't been able to play a single game this year where he's played over 30% of the snaps. The report I saw was, He's going to try to give it a go, but ultimately he's going to need offseason surgery on his groin and he'll be ready for the start of next season. So I think, I think next year we'll have a better idea, but Washington clearly has a plan in place for him. They, they gave him a huge contract. Oh, not huge, but they they paid him well and uh, I think he can step up as the number two on that team next year. Uh, and the last pick I'll take, I'll take TJ Shark.
3: Um, Man, we really didn't pick Thielen. I got it, awesome. Thielen. Hey, man, I mean, getting injured
0: a decent amount. I mean, I, I probably should have taken him over Travis Mars. To be fair, but uh, <laughs> that's just a belief.
2: Because, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I personally still value Kenny Galladay and Jarvis Landry around this this portion,
1: and I think that they're good buys. I think Kenny Galladay is a good buy this offseason. Um, I just think one of the giant be used. Because I mean, last time we saw Galladay, he was producing in Detroit. It's not like he aged five years or like had a major injury. I oh, don't know. New York can do that to you.
2: <laughs> There's like a good stretch of like the next 10 receivers that I would take 10 or 11 or 12 receivers that I would like to buy at their value. Jarvis Landry, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, um, Dimey Brown, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, Antonio Brown's someone I considered saying.
3: I guess um, Thielen, um, I, I guess maybe it was more like seven.
2: Uh, Gabe All Davis right. too, but like the thing is is that Gabe Davis you're actually going to have to pay for. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get him for like a Will Fuller price. Because I think that there are
3: people that are willing to just get rid of Will Fuller for anything that they deem somewhat shiny.
1: You probably get wolphord um, for any second rounder.
3: I don't even I think probably it's getting to rounder. the point where you you
2: could do something creative to get him for less than than a second rounder, a late second.
0: Um all right, but I think there's a good place to cut off the the episode. We ran a little long with the wide receiver draft. Yeah, so I was hoping to get to more than 50, but
2: Yeah, it's a wide receiver draft. We didn't really do much prep for for the wide receiver draft, so like these are just kind of around where we take guys. And obviously, because it's a draft, this isn't like necessarily our true rankings, any one of us. But it gives you a general feel for, for what we were doing.
0: It also gives you an idea and a startup of what it would look like in terms of where the wide receivers would look against each other. Because um, we have three totally different opinions, the, the wide receivers, I would say. Yeah, so um, comment
2: below what you think we fucked up the most. There's a few of them. I, mean, <laughs> I, de- I definitely think there's
0: a few that uh, already I feel kind of bad about uh, looking at it. I mean, not to spend too much time on dissecting own, but I think uh, I, I might have went a little too high on D. E. Higgins, make maybe a tad. But I also think Jalen Wall falling to 17 is going to be something that most people disagree with.
3: Oh, yeah. So I, don't, I don't think that would happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we we'll needed Jake here because
2: Jake would have taken Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jake like, would take Jalen Waddles at
0: fourth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, season two, episode twenty. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is right before Christmas, so Merry Christmas! So. Oh yeah, happy happy
1: holidays, holidays, happy holidays. All right, to everyone. Feliz Navidad. That's
3: done. Go <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, peace out.